Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, if we are looking for an example of what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we have no further to look than our Lady, Jesus' mother. She is filled with the Holy Spirit. And isn't it beautiful that the last day of May, we celebrate the visitation of Mary, where she goes in haste to take care of her cousin Elizabeth, as the angel tells her, you are going to receive the Holy Spirit and be the mother of Emmanuel. And as a sign, Elizabeth, in her old age, is pregnant. Mary runs to the hills. She's three months pregnant. She arrives there. And the whole exchange between them shows us what it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the whole exchange between them is filled with joy. And we have been talking for the last few days about the power of joy as a weapon against darkness. We don't wait for joy to come to us. We have to conquer it. We have to practice it. We have to use it. We have to make ourselves joyful, even in the midst of great strife. And that's what Mary is doing. She is pregnant, unmarried, in a very small town where this means death. And she is joyful, friends, let us enter into the mystery of Mary and understand the difficulty of what she is enduring, that she is available as a vehicle to God and that in that availability, in asking the great question of, Father, what do you want of me? She finds joy. So whatever the hardship of your situation is right now, whether you're having marital problems, financial problems, health problems, familiar problems, whatever they are. My friend, imagine Mary as a young teenager pregnant in a small city to fulfill the mysterious message of an angel. We have so normalized that story that to enter into the truth of that difficulty gives us the joy of the Holy Spirit, friend. So whatever you are enduring right now, whatever is going on, and I tell you, we have been dealing for the last little bit in the community where I am with so many ER visits. I have friends who've had their kids cut, you know, one with a chainsaw, a hand, just gruesome, two with their kids with heart problems, two with their kids with neurological problems, intestinal problems, surgeries, bleedings. Friends, our shields need to come up and we need to find refuge in this amazing woman that becomes the tabernacle for Jesus. If he found in her womb, 
the vehicle to come to the earth. Mary becomes the vehicle for us to come to Jesus because Jesus has her DNA, probably the tone of her voice, the color of her eyes and hair. She is the vehicle. And friends, I call my church and ask them if they would send me the pilgrim Fatima because in the midst of all the hardship, I wanted to feel the mantle of Our Lady in a tangible way in my midst. So I have a candle going at all times so that I can come there and just place myself in the Holy of Holies in the middle of war. It's like a standard. It's like a flag raised up to heaven. And that is her mantle, the mantle that held Jesus both at the birth, at the crib, as the mantle that she has would have been what she swaddled him with, and it was at the foot of the cross, soaked in the blood of our Savior. So friends, I wrap myself in that mantle of Our Lady. I wrap myself and my home in that mantle because I have been weary. I've been weary. There has been three people in my family this week in the ER or the emergency or the uh, operating room, and I feel weary. So in that weariness, in that fight, in that struggle, in that challenge, friends, we find in Luke chapter 1 that Mary and Elizabeth are the examples of what it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because Elizabeth has endured a life of not having a child in a community where that was considered a curse, and now in her old age she's pregnant. What are people saying about her? You know, small communities can be pretty brutal in what they say about each other. That's what we do as humans. We we don't understand something, and sometimes we talk about it in ways that are not very good. But the exchange between these two women is this beautiful blessing to each other. Most blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. How does this happen to me? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. Friends, that's a sentence I repeat often in the Eucharist. How can it be that my Lord himself should come to me? And Elizabeth says, at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. There is joy all over, joy in their encounter, joy in the haste of Mary to, to arrive, joy in the two babies, knowing that they are there, acknowledging each other, the two cousins. And then Mary's incredible song, the Magnificat proclaiming the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my, sav my Savior, for he's looked with favor on his lowly servant. Friends, that is such a powerful and beautiful prayer. It is the exchange of two women filled with the Holy Spirit in joy in the middle of great hardship. What other readings does our Holy Church connect to this encounter, Isaiah 12. Among you is the great and holy one of Israel. Mary is going through the hills of Judea, friends, as the Ark of the New Covenant, filled with the Lord in the midst of these little communities. And she is coming into that battle, and she is in my home today, 
friends fighting my battle. I have welcomed her like Elizabeth. I have opened my door and asked her to come in just like I ask angels to come in. Because I want to say I'm confident and unafraid with Isaiah 12. My strength and my courage is the Lord and he has been my savior. With joy, you will draw water at the fountain of salvation. I would like Our Lady to allow that well of water from heaven to fall freshly upon us. Her care, her tenderness, the abundance that comes from heaven in peace and joy. And I want to give thanks to the Lord and acclaim his name and make his deeds known amongst the nation and, and proclaim the nations and proclaim and exalt his holy name the way that Mary does. Because the Lord wants to come into our midst the same way that Mary comes to visit Elizabeth in that I have welcomed her into my home this week. Romans chapter 12 says, let love be sincere. Do you allow yourself to be loved? I went to confession recently and the priest asked me that question. Sometimes it's easier for me to give love than to receive it. But one of the beautiful things in the exchange between Mary and Elizabeth is that there is a full giving and a full receiving. And I know that for me at times is very hard to receive. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, love one another with mutual affection. Anticipate one another in showing honor. Friends, do you do that? I know that sometimes I anticipate in pointing what is wrong with my neighbor. I don't anticipate one another in showing honor, but I focus on what is wrong or what is missing or what they haven't done. And I don't show affection. It's very easy for me to keep a list of things that are wrong in someone else. Paul tells us, do not grow slack in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. How many times, friends, do you do what I do? It is sometimes easier for me to be fervent in spirit when things are not going well. Because as soon as they start going well, I become pretty unzealous. It's easy for me to be much more zealous when things are challenging. So this is such a reminder of the encounter between Mary and Elizabeth. To be fervent in our spirit, to serve the Lord, to rejoice in hope and endure in affliction and persevere in prayer. Their exchange is one of mutual prayer. They're blessing each other. They're praising the Lord. There is this mutual celebration and perseverance in prayer. And Mary is coming to contribute to the needs of Elizabeth, who is a holy one. And Elizabeth is exercising hospitality. How many times do we grow weary? And in our weariness, in our busyness, we stop rejoicing. We stop having the same regard for one another. And we stop welcoming one another. Friends, let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, what an amazing example Mary and Elizabeth provide for us.
for what it is to receive one another in joy, in zeal, in spirit of service. How amazingly available is the Holy Spirit in their exchange. Father, we ask that this outpouring of the Holy Spirit may be ours right now, Father that we want to receive it the way that Mary and Elizabeth received it, that you will open in our hearts a well of eternal life that jumps to others, that we may be an encounter for others with heavenly, with heavenly songs and heavenly worship, that our life may be filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit and others may wonder what is going on there. And it may be a curious glance up at what you are delivering in our lives. We rejoice with Mary and Elizabeth, Father, and we ask that we may have friendships and family members with whom we can exchange with the depth of spirit and generosity that they display. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.